Guys, what is up? Welcome to another episode of The Daily J. Today's episode, we're literally just going to hop into a strategic interview on how to build elite level lifestyles. And the reason that I really love this episode is because I go through with one of my top students who I worked with for the past few years. And this is just an episode where we're kind of talking about the problems and the actual brass tacks mechanics of really building an elite level lifestyle. So what you're going to get in this episode is the importance of one, finding role models and modeling. Two, finding your Navy SEAL team, people that are going to help you to build this lifestyle. Three, dressing for your ideal girl, for the ideal type of social circle you are trying to build. And many, many more topics. So sit back, relax, get your paper and pen ready because we're about to dive deep. And as always, be social, be advanced, beat the fucking system. Let's hop into it. All right, so I'm here with Jay. And as Philip DeFranco said, let's just jump right into it. Right? Let's, let's <laughs> hop in. So, like, um, guess, you know, to give you guys like a little bit of background, like, where we're at, where I'm, where I'm at now, and where Matt's at now is like we're just running into like a bunch of problems with like social circle, and we're trying to come up with a lot of solutions for the issues that we're running across. And I've want, been wanting to make these podcasts for a while, but people have been kind of like inconsistent and flaky with them, so it's been very hard to get the content out the way that I would want it to really help you guys <clears> at the <throat> level that's going to be useful for you. Um, and I know Matt, like me and Matt, go way back. Well, we've known each other for way back. Shit, what about five? It's been more than three years. No, it's years. been six or seven years, It's been man. six or seven yeah. years that I've known you, yeah. So, like, um, you know, Matt was, like, a student of mine years ago, and, like, he really took this shit and got very serious with it, and we've just always kept in touch because, you know, he took it seriously, and he was always a good friend. So we've always found whatever ways we could add value to each other's lives to make it easier, which is one of the reasons that we, like, still hang out today, which is why we're able to do this for you guys. Um, I mean, Matt, like, what are some of the questions initially, like, kind of that you have, well, like, then you were telling me that like if I want if, if we were to, if I were to do this all over again and I did, wasn't promoting, how would I get involved? Like what would I get involved in? If I had well, I guess we should precurse this by saying we're, what we're talking about here is a really effective execution of social circle blueprint stuff, um, or at least building lifestyle related stuff more than just uh, focusing on specific game concepts. So more of the overall, how are you approaching this from your entire life's perspective, and what's the more day to day approach to this? more than what what do you say and what do you do because a lot of the stuff I'm seeing what do you say and what do you do gets solved when you have other aspects like lifestyle social circle friendships and stuff handled um, so I guess one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about was how you go about putting aside your ego and your preconceived notions of life and game and women and all that stuff um, to just get the basic fundamentals handled and, and committing to a new perspective and a new approach to what you need to do to get things done. So as an example, we were talking about going to clubs and wearing the fashion that a guy who goes to clubs and is around beautiful women wears. Um, and building your lifestyle in ways that you might initially actually have resistance to. Because I think that's one of my biggest problems is yeah. resistance to actually just doing what needs to be done. Yeah. So maybe you could just start there. Um, so like, 
I'm just going to go from personal experience and then try to give some scientific background as to like why I do what I do. So um, I've always kind of been like this just because or I've always I've always been like this. And what I mean by be like this is I'm always open and willing to change. And that's because like for me growing up, I was very poor. So the only thing that I learned that was important in my life, my mother always told me one thing. She goes, boo-boo, in this world, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Because you can be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have the right connections and have the right friends to propel your success, you're not going to go anywhere. Remember, you're black. That was the, mm-hmm. like, the, it was the most, like, harsh reality check I'd ever gotten. But it kind of set the foundation for the rest of my life. And because like, I grew up like without a father, like I was always looking for father figure type mentors around my life because I didn't learn how to be a man. Like, I still don't know how to how to be a man, right? So um, I've always been very open and adaptive to just change. Like, there's no, there's nothing that's more important to me than results. Because, like, I'm just so obsessed with getting what I want out of life. Because I'm not where I want to be and there's things that I want to achieve. So whatever I have to change, I'm willing to do that. That's just the mindset that I come from. Now, me saying that. That you guys might take it as like, oh, that's just easy for you. Like, what if I have a bunch of negative shit? Dude, I have my own negative shit. Matt knows. There was a times where um, that he legit didn't like me. You know, and he was like, dude, like you're becoming kind of like fucking negative dick. And there's times where him and one of my other mentors have called this out about me. And I have struggled with the ego. I work to kill my ego on the daily um, to not become arrogant. Because just being arrogant pushes people away from you who are going to be willing to help you. You have to always take a certain level of humility to be able to get the things that you want. Because people that have power, they are willing and and want to help you. But you have to drop your ego. You can, like, for lack of a better term, like, like, when I'm around Luke and, like, me and Luke are talking, there's not really much value I can add to what Luke's saying. I just usually fucking agree and shut the fuck up. Because Luke has what I want. He's living the way I want to live. He is my mentor. So as far as I'm concerned, what he says is gospel. And what I have to say means shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm learning this shit. All right, I'm just going to try it. Whatever. Fuck it. Let's just just do this So let, let's put a pin in that real quick and let's, let's kind of focus on that. So really the first step is to let go of all your preconceived notions about what you think you should do and, and, and yeah. just commit to it might process not even be true. works. Like the, yeah. the, the thing that you think is true may not be true. Like, like I'll put it this way. Like I used to think like, Oh, models, models act like this until I got around models. And I was very shooken mm-hmm. to find out that models do not act like that. They don't think like that. They, so it's like, it's kind of like marketing. Like when you're like assessing your target market demographic and you're trying to, to figure out, you're trying to figure out like, you know, what is this target market demographics like commonalities? What do they care about? What is their age group? Like, what do you think the things that they might be into? And until you really go out there and like assess the market yourself and get involved with them, you don't really know. So like whatever you're trying to achieve, you've got to find people that are achieving the results that you want and surround yourself by them. Like find out what times they wake up, what times they go to bed. What clothing do they wear? Like, what's their body language? What's their word choice? Like, so like one of my boys that um, he was a natural and he used to say his name was Maverick. And Maverick had some really dope girls. And like the girls that he was around, I was trying to like get in with and they really wouldn't give me any play. So I started looking at like, how did Maverick dress? How did Maverick smile on his photos? How did Maverick stand? How did Maverick talk? 
how to, what was his body language when he would talk to girls. And I would just mimic everything he did to see is all of this that he's doing, is it working? Is it the actual thing that's working or is it something else? And I just kept trying shit until I figured out the pattern of what worked because this is based off of the concept in psychology called familiarity. So like in our brains, like our brains really don't take on any new information. Our brains don't really like anything that's new. Our brain only likes that which is familiar and that which is um, consistent that we see. So with that being said, if, if a girl has a very specific, like, specific type of guy that she's attractive to, that she's attracted to, she's always going to be attracted to that type. She may not say that, but based on her habits, she's going to keep going for that guy. And you might try to come in and be like, I'm going to do things differently. But if she's habitually going after a certain type of guy, then you're going to have to be that particular guy in order for her to keep chasing okay, after Okay, so bringing that back full circle, are you saying it'd be better to have a an archetype of a type of guy you want to be and focus on being that guy so you get the girls that that guy attracts? Or are you really saying more try to mold yourself to different girls in different situations? What, what do you I'm, think is what, a more effective what I'm, approach? What I'm saying is, is like the type of girls you're after, look at, if you want to find out who a girl is, you're the best way you can find out who she is is who she surrounds herself with. Because the people that people that surround themselves with certain types of people usually on average are trying to say certain things about themselves. Because it's not about who you hang around with once. It's who you hang out with all the time that molds you. So if I'm looking at like if how her crew acts is probably the propensity of how she's going to act. Because that's going to change what she dates, what she finds is valuable. Why? Because it's familiar. Right? So how does the, how does the guy that she's chasing in that crew act? How does his clique act? How do all his guy friends act? Like most of my guy friends, they slay with models and the girls they date are super hot. How do those dudes in that clique, how, how does Matt, Rhett, uh, Charlie, um, how does, who's the other dude in the clique? Uh, Kyle and Mark, how do that whole clique act? And like, what's their style? Like, so me and Matt go to the gym together. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You know, I model my style off of what I see Matt sh um, in his photo shoot in and what I see Matt go out in. Like, I hang out with him quite regularly and I ask about his philosophies on girls. Why? Because I don't give a shit about what some dating coach told me. That fool slays with models. So does Rhett. And so does Charlie. Like, I'm just doubling down. Like, when they say, yo, fam, what's good? What words do you think I use? Yo, fam, what's good? Like, it, it's least common denominator game. What are the bracelets that he wears? How does he walk when he walks down the street? How does he smile when he talks to girls? How does he smile in his modeling photos? So then I smile the same way in my modeling photos. Who's the photographers that he works with? Like, I know the agency. I know the agent that signed them. Right. Like, I just left coffee with that dude. You see what I'm saying? And, like, I can ask him about those guys so I can get reconnaissance on how to act around them. Right? Because sometimes those dudes, Rhett's a little irresponsible and he loves to party a lot, but he still travels a lot and he models. Jason John just really focuses on modeling and he focuses on his career. He's a genuinely super nice dude, but he just models a lot. So more than likely for him, he's probably just getting a lot more neurotic. He's not really crazy. He's just more like business savvy and more on the like, uh, the, the probably the extroverted side of like what he does, but he's nice. He's a nice person. He doesn't, he doesn't really do all the same psychotic shit that like Rhett and the rest of them do. So like the type of girls that he's going to get are probably going to be different. Well, so let's bring this back to, to the more practical means about this. So, uh, what you're doing is you're looking at the type of girls you want. 
and you're seeing that the, the guys that are in their social circle, how do they the guys act? that they're how do they dress? the guys that they're investing in. Right? Yes. So when you when you see who they're investing in, and you're committing to identifying like those kind of guys and building your at least your your appearance and your behaviors in that environment, mannerisms, like that. dialect, uh, speaking speed. So, so one of the things we want to talk about is like a lot of us are going to have situations where like you're a promoter. A lot of these guys are promoters who go to these nightclubs. Most yeah. of us are on the we have nine to five jobs. We have pretty you know busy lives doing a bunch of other things. So to yeah. completely do a one eighty, and okay now we're the club guy and we're like we're changing the way we kind of identify as who we were. Uh, Maybe maybe do you, how much how much of a transition do you think? Do you think how do you how would you go about balancing a pretty traditional life like a nine to five, um, you know, trying to do your other things like family life, like having friendships and you know your other commitments in life, uh, creative projects like a lot of people in LA are like directors and and actors and writers and we have our other creative passions, but we want to make time for this too. So how do we go about it when we're not a promoter and we don't want to completely alter our entire identity to be somebody completely different see i can hear adam Lyons and i can hear luke saying the same thing in unison yeah fuck who you are change like because <laughs> because if who you are was working you'd have the results so like who you are is not getting you the results so you've got to fucking change so the thing that you've got to realize is like like most of these guys they do they they, they have something that they do and they just master that thing. See, you guys are talking about how do I how do I like master all these different things and have balance? There's no such thing as balance. It's a fucking pipe dream. So like if you're going to be like if, like if you're going to like allocate all this time to like hot girls, go be a fashion photographer. Go be um, a model promoter. Go be a uh, model event planner or like like uh, go work in the entertainment industry and go work like work your ass off for like some talent agent or like some media producer like um you know fucking open a business like you know do like do something that that can that allows you to like control these hot girls and it provides a logistical infra infrastructure that allows you to kick game right so like most of these dudes have some type of MacGuffin that like the girls have to see them every day, right? So if I run a modeling agency, do you think I'm gonna have more or less time to kick game to the girls? Just more or less time. I mean, if you're some some scrub on the street that's outside of LA models, and I'm her agent, who has the logistical setup to get? To, to, to be able to possibly kick game to her. Of course, obviously, yeah. So basically, I'm setting up an infrastructure that gives me time. See, well, like what you guys don't realize, you guys think that like value and money mean all this shit. No, they're all MacGuffins to buy you time. Because you're trying to buy yourself two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, an hour, two hours, a day, a week, a month, a year, mm -hmm. two years. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you guys are trying to figure out, like, the shortcut to, like, getting this fucking girl tonight. And the reality of it is it doesn't work that way unless you have, like, an abundance of a pipeline of these girls 
that are coming in every single day that allow you to be able to slay like that. Like the reason that fashion photographers like Terry Richardson can slay with these girls is he is the biggest fashion photographer in the industry. He has a logistical setup because he's the best that like all of these new 17 year olds are like coming through him all day long. And even then he's not fucking the hottest models. Like the tens within that that industry, he's not getting. He's not the best example though, because right? he's pretty universally hated. Yeah, right. I mean, right. He's, he's his, creepy as fuck. Exactly, but. but like, like if you were like the owner of Victoria's Secret, you're probably gonna be dating the the fucking top tier status of Victoria's Secret models. You own the fucking business. One of my friends is really good friends with the owner of Estee Lauder. Like, I'm trying to broker that connection because what do you think that's gonna give me a pipeline of if I'm best friends with the owner of Estee Lauder? See, I'm really getting into fashion. You know why I'm trying to get into fashion? Because the hottest girls, they do something with fashion. It all goes down to the industry. It, like it, social, the, the big, the big five are like fashion, social media, because those are the new channels, right? Well, okay, so so I'll be honest though, like completely redesigning one's life to chase to chase hot girls. Though, I mean, that's a big thing. Like, I, I, I'll speak for myself but it's here. Not, it's not about chasing hot girls. It's, see, that's the problem. And even Luke said this, he goes, most of these guys think this is about chasing hot girls. And it's like, it's about setting up businesses and being the best at your career field. And as a byproduct of focusing on that shit and being really good at it and being the connector within that industry, you get the hot girls. The girls are a byproduct. They're not I the see. goal. The business is the goal. The byproduct is women because they come along with that. See, like, I want to be in the fashion industry. It's not about hoes. It's about getting... See, what it's about for me is I was like, what can I do that gives me access to hot girls to change who I am to the type of guy that those girls are going to be attracted to? Right. I'm trying to change so, myself well, into let's, cool let's really put a pin in this because I think this is actually really important because... I can even sense my own resistance to that going, yeah. that's real identity level change. Yeah. That's really going, no, I really am going to alter a lot of the momentum I have in my life yeah. to go a different path. I'm not and saying I'm any different than you. I'm basically saying that like, for lack of a better term, the community, dude, like, you know what the, do you, like, do you know what the community is for? The whole premise of the community was simply this. None of us are fucking cool. We're all weird. We're all fucking weirdos. You hear that, guys? All of us. I am weird as fuck. <laughs> weird as fuck. Like, I am obsessed with game. I am, like, utterly obsessed. I am a pickup artist to the fucking bone, right? I've been doing this for 12 fucking years, all right? There's, it doesn't get much weirder than my fucking nerdy ass. But with that being said, I have, I, I've come to terms with I'm weird as shit, and I'm just going to do everything I can over the next 15 to 20 years to, to set myself up for real deep identity level change that will allow me to eventually become the cool dude. Because I have however so many years of bad habits of being weird. And what I'm basically telling you guys, is you guys are fucking weird. You're fucking weird. You're fucking weird. It's going to take years of like being around these cool kids that were these trust fund kids that had cool parents, that had stable households, that just, pro that just provided them the infrastructure that they needed to be a cool kid. Right, so that actually ties into something that I think is super important for all guys to hear is that you have to identify what a lot of your problems are if they are either directed from game or if they're just getting back to normal. And yeah. something you said before was 
you're correcting for years and years of bad habits. So you have to figure out first, is your game bad or are you being weird? Yeah. And that's a great place to start so you actually know what you need to correct for yeah. before you actually start getting into how, where do I want to be. Yeah. Like most of you guys are like, you think, like you guys think that like Luke is cool and like Luke is good at game because of like the brass tacks. Like one part of it is the brass tacks. The other part of it is deep identity level change because like, there's one of the things you guys tend to forget is like one part of it is having sex with a girl. She's going to get to know the real you at some point. Like Matt is just finally starting to like hang out with these girls and like they see him on the daily. So like whatever weird shit he does, they like they see it. Mm. Like there's shit that I do around my female friends and they give me this look of like, what the fuck? Why? And I, I calibrate instantly and I go, yeah, that was weird. My bad. <laughs> like, yeah. be, like they calibrate. And that's the benefit of having female friends is like when I do weird, creepy shit, they tell me, dude, you're doing too much. Stop. Mm. They tell me you're an asshole. You're trying toward like they calibrate you. Like that's the beauty of women is that like they want you to be better. They like they don't want you to be fucking weird because their value is your value. So they want you to be fucking cool. And if you're like doing weird shit enough times, they love you enough to fucking tell you that you're being a fucking dick. <laughs> but like because you guys don't have female friends and because you think they're all like troublemakers because you have your like your fucking weird mommy issues that like you don't want to sit there and take critique that you're fucking strange. I can I can definitely say that the biggest jump I've had in game is just like friend zoning a ton of girls and just having this ongoing social circle that builds that you're not having sex with but you are having amazing uh, just friendships with that will bring you to do things you'll have invites to things you'll have events going on they'll even do favors for you they'll go shopping with you like and then you'll find that you can bring girls into that world yeah so absolutely get yeah. I mean, like, what, like, like, just, just, I want to hear from you because, like, you really can, like, like, these guys may take, like, look at, like, listen to this and, and be like, oh, well, Jay already has this. But, like, you're just starting to build this. So, like, and, like. Well, I've, I've been, I've been in a weird place. You've been working at this for a long time. I, I've been in a weird place because I've been in between this traditional RSD world, which is you live your life and then you go out on the nights you go out. And you try to pick one off. You try to do the sniper fire thing, right? And I've seen the social circle thing, but it always seemed like such a hard code to crack, especially in LA with difficult doors and weird, you know, weird places to be with um, clubs and mansion parties and all of these really difficult just barriers to entry. So changing your lifestyle to actually do the things you need to do, um, it's it's such a such a difficult thing to wrap your head around in the first place. And then trying to get away from doing the traditional game thing has always been a a frustrating part. So, I, yeah, I, like that transition has been the biggest issue because you can understand social circle game on a, on a, like a basics and fundamentals on a very like math level of it. Like I get what you're saying and how it works. Yeah. But the actual application in a city like Los Angeles yeah. is a really difficult thing um, when you're, you're just not living that lifestyle because yeah. like, I mean, like where are these, where are these attractive women? They're in, they're in clubs, they're yeah. on yachts, they're they don't in even, exclusive like, parties. Most of these they're really in, hot, like, like the, I'm literally saying this right now as I'm recording this because I'm going to send this to a girl because I want this girl particularly that I'm sending this to, to like, I want to interview her about like her guy problems because that's what we're talking about. And one of the things that I was telling her was like, well, why don't we sit down and like just you ask me questions and like we record the content and then I can ask you things back and forth. So then 
it provides where she can get what she wants, which is like understanding of like how the male psyche works. And then I can get what I want, which is more understanding of like females because we're both going through the same things right now. So it'd be very useful at least to give some outside perspective um, for you guys as well as like for each of us so we can learn and grow as, grow as a person. With that being said though, um, a lot, honestly the one of like the, the, the biggest problem that I really see is like most guys don't want to change. That's the problem. They're like not really like willing to like let go of the identity yet. 100%. No, that, like, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing I'm hard. taking away from this conversation tonight is how much you really do need to commit to that. You know, because I think, I think a lot of us just want to go, it'd be nice to have a couple of hot girls, but I don't really want to change who I am internally. Or, you guys, or, don't, or, or you guys don't really want, like, the thing is, you guys don't really want to hang with hot girls for the sake of hanging with hot girls. You want to hang with hot girls so that you can, like, look cool on the forum. Like, you, like, you want the validation from, like, the guys on the forum. You guys want um, the validation from women because they rejected you all of your life. You want, like, vengeance upon them. And, like... You want to like take vengeance upon like the cool kids or whatever that like made you feel bad or whatever because you were kind of weird. And like just the reality of it is that like unfortunately you you won't be able to get revenge on them. The only revenge you're going to get is just becoming one. But then you've become that same douchebag that you hated. <laughs> like there's no there's yeah. no way around it. Like I have become that douchebag that like in high school I was like I'll never be that dude. But and then I was like now I understand like I really actually get it from that person. And like, I'm still learning how to be like that cool kid because I'm just choosing mentors who can teach me how to be that cool kid. And the, and they just keep telling me a lot of shit. It's very anti-game and it's very like, it's a lot of what Luke says. So it just sits back and just, because I'm hearing the same things from like these like dudes who like they're trust fund kids and are already were super cool kids and have had these deep standing relationships for like 15, 20 years. Like, you guys are trying to, like, break into social circles, not realize that these social circles have been established for, like, years. Like, that's, like, you trying to become, like, super close friends with, like, me and, like, Matt. And, like, me and Matt go, like, we have history. You guys just can't compete with that. Like, like the reason that, like, Matt gets access to me and I get access to Matt, because it's, it's, mu it's mutual that we give each other access to one another, is the fact of, like, we've been adding value to each other consistently for years. This wasn't like a fucking, like how many times have I, have I like crashed on your couch? Yeah, well, I mean that that is part of it too. Is that there is still there is still a value, a reciprocal, it's a reciprocal yeah. idea between yeah. two friends of like, like we're both on the same kind of path to like better ourselves and like we like you know I was telling Matt today there's some problems that I'm having, but like because we're on the same path, it's a justified reason for us to hang out. If well, we weren't like trying to really help each other. Right. If we weren't trying to help each other and then also be better as people, there'd really be no. We'd eventually like start to split because our differences we, we become too apparent. Right. Um, well, this actually is a good place to talk about just like what is a friendship in general. And really, what it really is is just at its root is just having enough commonalities, mutual investment, and exchanging of value, basically consistently right? over and over and over again. And once, and you'll see that I think. If you really lose your commonalities with someone, it's impossible to actually have a friendship. Or if you don't really have anything in common, yeah, you're too you're too different, too different to actually have. Even if you were once friends, or like if that changes. But as soon as you find that thing, yeah, like oh, did you watch the game last night? 
oh my god, you have something to talk about again, you yeah. can build it back, back up. up. Because at any given time, like this is a site, like we talk about this amongst ourselves, it's like at any given time with like people you're talking to, you're either building comfort or breaking rapport. Mm -hmm. So like basically that means you are building comfort or you are removing comfort. And the more comfort that you remove, what happens is the person has more and more positive emotions associated to you where they just don't want to be around you. That's like eventually you're going to take your hand off the stove because it's really going to fucking hurt. So friendships are the same way. Like if every single time I'm around Matt, I'm making him feel bad and feel like shit and like demeaning him and like everything that he's talking about. I'm just like, this is idiotic. Like how have you cut out of your life because you were just like, I just can't be around this person where they're just like too negative or like they're just making you worse as a person or they're just like bashing what you're trying to do and you're just like but this is important to me like if you're my friend you're going to support what like what i what i want to do and if you're not my friend then you're not going to support that so then why are we friends just for the fact of like oh we've known each other forever so we're just going to keep this like hodgepodge of like bad emotions together that's like a clingy ass relationship <laughs> like you're both yeah. codependent yeah well i mean i mean the friendship you can still have the disagreements because breaking rapport is also part of building part of a deeper friendship. Because you, yeah. you will actually get deeper with a friendship if you do have a fight and you overcome the fight. Exactly. Than if you were always just cool. So, um, so I guess let's let's bring this also back to back to some of the practical stuff that we were discussing, um, which was let's let's take a guy who well, let's call him your average Joe. He average looks, average lifestyle. He's got a pretty standard nine to five. He's not like super far gone in any specific direction yeah he's trying to get better at this um let's say he's got a nine-to-five job right now yeah. right how would you, let's talk about just like what would you do to build your build your week like like would you look at it how would you i guess let's just start there would okay. you look at it like you're i'm going to set a schedule for my week and i'm going to start building up my week yeah. or would you say uh focus on focus on just trying to get into a venue, whatever night you could do it, and just that's your goal. See, or, the, the, like, the, one of the let's things, just talk about goals from that beginning. See, like, like here, like here's the here's the thing. Like, in terms of like goals, the goals that you should be setting yourself is like first off, like getting access is huge. Like, you need to be able to like go to the places where these hot girls are going to be. Because here's the thing I've noticed, like these hot girls, because of the advent of social media, it's very easy to find out what's trending. It's really easy because if you follow this hot girl and like you follow her and you see like a photo of like this particular place and you go to the next hot girl on Instagram and you go to the, and you see the same particular place, you just keep going down like the list. You'll start seeing there's only so many places in a city that these hot girls are going. They all kind of go to the same fucking place. Like, and what's crazy is that even girls that don't like live in a place like Los Angeles, I catch girls out like, you know, where like my parents live and they still come up this way to do all the same trending shit that like these girls who they look up to that are like super cool do. Right. Like ugly girls still follow the, like the same trend that like these hot girls are. So let's, 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 let's do that. That is a great place to start. Start filling your calendar with just the shit that's hashtag trending. Yeah. Just, like everything that's, that's trending in Los Angeles, make yourself a calendar like for the next 30 days. This yeah. is what I'm going to do Saturday yeah. and Sunday. If I have to do Saturday and Sunday yeah. and a couple nights a week, this is where I'm going to be. Dude, and when, then, yeah, when I had a tow truck driving job, I literally like, it was a, oh, I, that, man, I dislike that job. And like, cause I had to work nights. So what I would do to, re, cause this is, re, I was rebuilding my, you remember this. <laughs> I made some videos while I was working as a tow truck driver, legitimately talking about how to do social circle. And I like, guys were like, this is so difficult. And I'm like, I was building back then and I wasn't even living in Los Angeles. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember that. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'd be on these long phone calls. Yeah. Like, 
So I was working as a tow truck driver and like the like I would I tried to find where do the hottest girls in this community go? Like I was just like, where are the hottest girls? Like, where do they go? And like I found this local bar that all of these stunners went to. And it was a sp- particular city that all these hot girls went to. Okay. So like there was a particular city these hot girls went to. And I was like, okay, I just gotta start going there. So any chance I got, I would go to this particular place, this particular watering hole, because it had like a local campus of like five colleges that all the hottest girls, like I went to city to city and I would like see where the hottest girls consistently, I would see them at. And then once I found out like where that fishing pond was, I just stayed gaming there. Literally. I I convinced a few dudes that were forum guys that we should get an apartment like down the street logistically in this area because that's where the hottest girls are going to be. And like we all saw, we were like, damn, this is the perfect place to like game. Because we were like, okay, that means we need to know. All the local bars, we need to like know like the owners and the door staff. Like we just, and it's the same shit that I would do. And I was, I was not running nightclub events. I would just go, okay, 50 Shades of Grey is coming up. You could just like check my Facebook and see. Like I plan shit in advance that like hot girls are going to want to go to. So I'm like... Like I would go, I, I would go to this local watering hole because only three nights a week the place was open. It'd be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday there was nothing to do. So I would just find a friend of mine who had a really dope house, and I'd be like, "Yo, you have a pool? Let's bring hot girls over to go to the pool, and then let's bring a photographer to like shoot the girls. Like just whatever I could do. Like I mean, we used to, we said Sunday fun day. We started setting that up up here, right? Just to give something for like the hot girls that I knew to do, mm-hmm. right? And then. Like I started organizing photo shoots and working on my own social media with a photographer down there. That's what started like that. What taught me this? Because I was like, okay, what are these hot girls doing consistently? What are the things that they care about? And I would just start hearing things while I was talking to them over and over again. And I was like, okay, like in terms of hanging out with them, like if a girl was like at a local school or something, and she was like, oh, I'm here today, I'm hanging out. I would like if I had time off, I would leave the gym or whatever I was doing, and I would go hang out with them. Like I would. If a girl wanted to work out, I'm like, yo, let's like go to the gym and let's go do yoga together. Like anything that like girls wanted to do, like just because I was desperate to build a circle of girls and just a crew. Like that's that's everything I did was to like I had no other hobbies. I had like that's just the truth. I like I had no my all my hobbies were female hobbies. I didn't have hobbies like I'm gonna go rock climbing and get girls to come do that shit. Cause hot girls don't like to rock climb. They don't like getting sweaty. They just don't. So like why am I gonna do rock climbing when these hot girls don't care? Like, Luke doesn't do that shit. You know, like, it's just, like, the guys who, like, the guys who do this, we just start understanding, like, these hot girls only do very specific things. So, like, these can be our, we can have our own individual hobbies that, like, we go with, like, a few of our, like, guy friends. But if you're going to do those type of events, what you need to do is value arbitrage. You have to find some dudes who already, like, slay with those type of girls who enjoy those hobbies and that can bring girls to them for you. Because that's how you get your core crew. Like, and then you just hang really tough with these people. Like, whenever you can hang, you'll spend a night at their house. Like, you'll, like, you'll go on trips with these people. Like, you just do whatever you can to, like, stay in their presence. Because, like, you need the time to build the friendship to get to get in the crew. One part of Social Circle is building your own crew. But the biggest part of it is, like, you have to kind of go and inherit other people's social circles. Right. You have to become a part of theirs and then inherit their girls. There's, like, two... Luke, Luke calls this driving through their network. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, you, there's guys that are, like, friends of mine that try to, like, drive through my network with girls. And one of the things that they don't realize, they really don't realize this. When your girls, like, when the girl, like, when you do enough for the girls that are around you, 
they stop going to people that necessarily may have value because they just trust you and they just love being around you. So like there's girls that like hang out with like certain friends of mine because like they're, they're, they're cool. But like if I'm like, I need you for this because I'm their friend and they tell me like, I only come out with you because like I genuinely love you and I love to support you. And like those girls are like, those are my crew. That's my squad. I will do anything to protect those girls. If you guys were to hit on those girls, I would fuck you up. <laughs> because those are like my homies like those girls like they've stayed on my couch like i've like hooked them up with like other friends of mine's house like whatever i could do to help them right i mean that's that's another thing that's i'm really seeing now too is really value female friendship like you don't need to be fucking some of these girls because they will do so much more for you oh in a lot of ways God. that like you have no idea just like i mean obviously they'll introduce you to other girls but they'll also give you honest feedback which is crucial your fashion things you're doing weird um they will they will invite you to go do things. As soon as you take them to two or three cool things and you guys have some shared experiences, they'll start to know what kind of things you like. So they'll start taking you out to places yeah. too. Buying you tickets to things, like bringing you food. like, yeah. And then, yeah, then you can go shopping with them. Like, Just like the amount of value you can get back, it just doesn't need to be yeah. bottom line sex. Like There really is value in, in a lot of really close female friendships. Just like, just yeah. like with your guy friends. You know? One of my friends, Heather, like, we just hung out um, recently because... I was like, yo, can you, um, I literally told her like, um, can you come? Cause I had an opening night of conspiracy and I was like, yo, Heather, I'm like, it would mean a lot to me. Like if you can come out, like I really, really would love your help. Like, um, and I could ask for that. And she's like, yo, just because like you're the homie, like I'll come support you. So like when she has her pageants, where do you mm -hmm. think I'm at? I'm going to her pageants. I'm like, I will show, I'm going to come support. I support my friends. Like I support my friends. Like I, if they have a fashion show that they're doing, like I go support them. Like, it's not just, like, me, like, focusing on my needs. Like, when Matt needs a friend and he just, like, wants to fucking talk, I get on the phone and, like, we just talk for an hour or a few hours and I just listen to him. And I'm like, you know, man, here's what I'm going through. And, like, when I need somebody, Matt's always like, yo, man, just open up and fucking tell me. And, like, sometimes the value you can just offer these people, besides, like, your connections, your is just fucking listening without judgment. And just being I mean, that, like, that's a huge part of game in general. It's just like... You have to care about people. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to give a shit about people that are around you. You can't be selfish. You Like, I think that's the thing that nobody understands. You have to be very selfless. Stop worrying about, like, getting laid and stop worrying about, like, what you can gain and just start giving. I mean, that that... I feel like that's, like... You have to really sincerely feel, like, the genuineness in people. Because one of the things I hear from people, a lot of people, they're just like, yo, like... You have a big heart and like you like you hurt sometimes when people do shit to you, but like don't lose that. Like you're genuinely just such a nice person. Like I love that about you. Like you're hella funny and sometimes you're kind of dickish when you say shit, but like we just love you because like you take care of it. And like you can see it. Like these girls are like my sisters. Like a lot of my friends, like, like, like I hug all my fucking friends. I come up behind them like, what up, bitch? And like they're like, motherfucker, like, why are you coming up? Why are you all up on me? Nigga, get off me. Like, but that's I treat everyone kind of the same. Like, I like when I have comedy shows, I'm like, yo, if I can like help out like Matt to come do some cool shit, I'm like, yo, man, I can actually get you into this. Like, fuck, come. Like, come. Cause I'm trying to like, I'm trying to give you the access necessary to like fucking help. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because I know what he's going through. And like, dude, building a social circle by your, like, no one's, no one that's, that's good at social circles building social circle by themselves. Nobody is. Like, Danny Kim, me and Danny Kim, we're going to do a photo shoot, like, fucking Sunday. Like, or no, wait, we're doing a photo shoot, I think we're doing it Saturday. But, like, I help Danny Kim. Danny Kim helps me. 
like Matt's helping me. I help Matt. Like we like we all click up. Like we're all putting we're like putting together our resources to help each other because we're all on the same path. Like a lot of you guys, the reason that like you can't get any help is you're trying to be like self-made by yourself. Nobody is there. You can be self-made without like with, with with getting help from people. Well, and the other thing about having female friends is you can tell them what you're trying to do. And you they will help you. They love to help you. Yeah. Um, you'd be like, I'm just trying to get some like super hot girls in my life. Yeah. Like, like rip me apart. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me when I'm being oh, weird. Oh, I ask that question then, a lot. Yeah. Oh, I ask that a lot when I'm with, with, I'm with the girls. Like, when we hang out and we're just, like, chilling, I'm like, yo, I have to ask, like, what do you think about this text message? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking one girl was like, if you post that, it's thirsty as fuck. She's straight just like, boop. <laughs> she straight just, like, nailed me with it. And I was like, all right. Like, when I have girl problems, I'm having girl problems right now. There's a girl I'm texting right now, and she's a savage with girls. Or she's a savage with dudes. And I can ask her exactly about what to do with this girl, and she will tell me. To mm-hmm. the letter, and she, because she is a player. Yeah. So on that same note, a lot of benefit of having female friends is you get to do a reconnaissance and see how guys are hitting on them and seeing what they're going through. And what's looking working. at just look at it. Look at a hot girl's look at their cell DMs. phones. Like, no, their DMs and their, their phones. Dude, their how many tenders. text messages? How many yeah. text messages do these hot girls have on their phone? They're unanswered. Yeah, and we know it was funny. When I started seeing lines that I thought that I was uniquely using that were really cool coming in their phones, I was like. Shit, I thought I came up with that. That was my line. And they're like, no, fucking, there's three guys who have already tried to do that same thing with her. It's like, yeah. And then the guys that she's responding to, if you look at their text, it's fucking basic. <laughs> it's, there's no, like, there's, like, there's no, like, text-to-sex manual. Like, you look at the guy, like, that she's, like, talking to, and, like, you're sitting there going, what the fuck? He's like, what up? Yeah. And then she's going, like, LOL, like just stupid shit. And then like when you're with her, you're like, what are you texting him? And she's like, I don't know what to text him. And you're like, what the fuck do you mean you don't know to text him? And she's like, I don't want to lose him. Like, cause girls are just as scared. Yeah. And yeah. girls have like scarcity issues the same way that like, that like we do. You know what? Actually, this, this, this brings a good uh, turning point. A lot of what we've seen that's really effective at game is doing what girls do in reverse. So the things that you deal with as a guy trying to chase a girl, the way they behave, like flakiness, like yeah. not responding, like not really investing. Once you start doing those things to them, you start seeing the opposite perspective on things. Yeah. You- yeah, you do. I mean, you really, really do. Like, um, fuck, dude. It's like, there's just, I just don't see, there's just so many benefits to just being around women. Like, I, I really don't. I, I really don't know what to like tell guys because they, they're they're usually kind of like um, like guys are like, well, like how do you start this? It's like, well, the way that you start is like you legitimately like. There's two things. You start going out to the cool places. The first time you need to gather reconnaissance of like what the cool place is that you need to get into. Then you need to get access. And then once you get access, don't become like the leech who just hangs on one person. You need to like branch yourself out from like person to person because if like. If, like, Matt introduced me to this Playboy model and, like, the only introduction that I've had is Matt and, like, me and Matt lose our friendship, I'm fucked. I have no more access to the Playboy model. You see what I'm saying? So, like, once you get in the circle, you need to, like, branch out and make as many alliances as you can within that social circle. So then that way, it's very hard to kick you out once you're in. And I probably a good way to do this, which like, I you think know, we all don't do enough, is 
not just getting going for like a phone number, but getting all, all of, their, of their, their numbers, all their social, and all media. their social media. Yeah. People don't think that's powerful, but like it provides you a way to be able to show your lifestyle off without qualifying yourself. Because like what these like there was a promoter I literally just left a conversation with him, and it was I know this is game shit, but like I always talk about the power of your squad and the power of the crew. Mm-hmm. This nigga really broke down the power of the crew. Part that's funny is he went to school for social psychology. And he was breaking down like shit that I had learned in game. And we were just talking and I was like, yeah, that's called mere exposure. And we were just talking. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, have you read The Power I Have It? And like he's read these psychological books that I've read. And he like built like his whole like model house like where he's around these models from scratch. And he goes, it was fucking hard. He goes, it was really hard. He goes, because everyone's watching you and seeing who you're hanging with, who you're cool with. And like girls ask, girls ask other people about you. To like figure out like whether they should like hang out with you. Not even to fuck you. They're just asking if you're a cool dude. So then they should respond to your text. Do you realize the power of like third party referral? Like getting a referral from somebody else? Like how powerful that is? Because that means that's going to like, like you can't even game without the referral. You can't even get a text back without the referral. You're sitting there thinking it's your game and you're not even realizing that like 90% of it is just being in the right place, getting the right introduction from the right person that gets you the compliance. You're thinking there's some line that you can say and there's not a line that you can say. There's not a fucking thing you can say because it's qualifying if you do. Because she is literally like, she's just looking at her Snapchat. Yeah. She's not, she, she's literally not like, she is not thinking about you or looking at you. She's not even chasing you. Like most of the dudes that you see that are, that are getting these girls chasing them, they have gotten a referral from somebody else and they are in her social circle and they have been in her social circle for years. There are girls that like, if you guys saw me out with you would ask, how long have I known this girl? Why is she chasing me? I'm like, that girl has known me for five or six years. And she, and that girl has seen me go from like whack to dope. And what I mean, like I was kind of fat and my social media was kind of terrible. And so, I have worked on that. Let's call out the thing that I think a lot of guys have been thinking here now, which is like, let's just talk about being in the friend zone from, from as a guy, right? Because you have even, to do even it. me, I, I'm still getting that feeling like if you're in a girl's social like circle for five years and you haven't slept with her, that like, you guys, that, that pussy isn't But see, happening. no, but like, see, you guys, you guys literally think that girls friend zone you that fast. I was talking to a girl about this. They were like, we do not friend zone guys that fast. We don't. She's like, five, if we, six years. No, she's like, no, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into that. Okay, the friend zone is really a classically conditioned state. What I mean by that is, if a girl in your presence is not, is not, you're not consistently making sexual jokes at her. Mm, okay. You are not consistently like kind of semi flirting with her. Yeah, you'll get friend zone. But you're not you're not going sexual in a way that like if you're going sexual with a girl you you know what scratch that you're doing a lot of push pull with the girl, you're like like I'll tell my family, I'm like I'm like wow I'm like I'm like you actually fucking do have a booty I'm like if you weren't the homie I actually would fuck you what the fuck ew <laughs> like do you does anyone did did you just catch that yeah yeah I just sexually escalated but I just released it right if you weren't the homie right right it, it creates this huge just like bait. Because now that brings up all sorts of questions. Be like, like, wow, I didn't realize you're actually kind of hot. What the fuck? Yeah. Where'd that come from? Ew. And it's just, what do you mean by ew? Just like, you're like my sister. Like, you're not supposed to be hot. Like, what is this? Go away. And then she's like, so you're not saying I'm hot? I'm like, 
Maybe. Kind of basic. I love you though. Like no, but I like love you as a sister. But like you are a little basic though. So you guys should be taking notes right now and writing down all those lines. Yeah, all those lines. Beautiful. Those are beautiful lines. Like my homie Kayla. Like my homie. This is a homie mine, Kayla. She always hits on me. She is like she goes. She goes. I miss your caramel presence. She goes. You are so fucking cute. Like she's like you are hot. Like I've had a lot of my friends tell me tell me that I am hot, and I am their friend, and they tell me I am hot. And you'd be surprised how many of them, like, if, if they got drunk enough one night and were going through boyfriend problems, they would fuck me. I have seen it. And I was like, I thought I was, and my mind goes, I thought I was friend zoned. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't, it wasn't the case for them. Because, see, you might think you're in the friend zone because you didn't do anything. But if that girl, if that girl has not placed that meaning on you, that you were in the friend zone, you were not in the friend zone, homie. You still can fuck. <laughs> I, I mean, because, like, you guys think the friend zone is, like, this, like, arb- like, the reason that you guys get in the friend zone is you're like, I like you, I like you, I like you. And she goes, I see you as just a friend. That's what happens. You go direct as fuck. You let your intent be known. And you're like, because you know why you're going direct and you let your intent be known? It's because you're fucking scared of losing her. That's the problem. You guys go direct because you don't have the game nor the experience of running indirect game well enough to figure out how to build up compliance and build up investment to get her chasing you. Because you guys lack the knowledge and experience and how to game properly, you go direct. And because and, and what happens is that most of RSD has taught you guys game for fives and sixes. You have learned five and six game. Fives and sixes, they love people touching them. They love the spin moves. Because nobody that's attractive actually fucking talks to them. That is the truth. Really good looking guys who slay with hot girls, they like when they get to a table full of whack girls, they don't talk to anybody. And the reason that I know this to be true is when I'm not at a table full of models, I know I'm the hottest dude at that table. And I sit back and I'm just like, and I act, I act like a 10. And I'm like, I am bitchy, I am cunty, I give look nasty fucking looks to people. Like, I give the most cunty looks, and I'm like, I do, like, I, Matt has seen me do this shit. Matt has been there. And I wish like, you guys could see what he just did. Like, like I just, like, maybe, look, maybe, maybe describe, maybe describe it. So. so, like, if a girl that was a six touched me, <clears throat> literally, I would do what I've seen a model do. I would look her up and down, and I would give a creepy kind of face, like, I would give the face that girls give to you guys when you touch their arm with your hand of God. I would give that face, like, because it's a familiar face that girls use. And when I see dudes that do weird shit to a girl, I cannot help but become uncomfortable for them. And I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, he was really weird. Like, I will say that shit to girls. And they are literally like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like, you get it. And I like literally, um, like, uh. So I'm so, sorry. I'm like, I'm responding to like text messages uh, while I'm doing this. But like, I give really nasty looks. I let girls know, like, do not touch me. Because I know that if like, if a six is touching me or like hitting on me and a nine like sees that, like that I'm like doing all of that, she assumes that my value is there. I literally was told by his promoter, he's like, yo, where you sit and who you hang out with affects your value and what people perceive you to be. Mm-hmm. So cool people that see you sitting at a whack table they literally assume that your value is right there. So like, if you're not sitting with people of power or status, nobody gives a fuck. 
because you're not in that clique. You're not in that circle. Like, you're not in with the cool kids. So, like, you guys going out and bringing out your fives and sixes doesn't help you anymore. Like, you're like, I got to build from scratch. It doesn't help you. You might as well just say fuck it and just go straight for the nines. Like, there's certain places that, like, I hang out at that allows me where I know these hot girls go. I know intimately where they go. Not where I think they go. Where they, like, there's certain there's like certain places in LA that if you go hang out there during the day, you will meet some of those fire girls that you've ever seen. So there are certain actually, gyms let's, that let's, you go let's to. Let's discuss this because I mean I think this is is actually a bigger issue. Maybe not for you now because you've been in this game for so long, but like real stunners. Nine ten game. <clears throat> like it's it's nine or tens don't go to your LA fitness. Well, no, no. Let's just let's <laughs> just even talk about like just being normal around them in the first place because I think a lot of us we know our value, so we tend to gain girls that we feel like are on our level, so we're very yeah. comfortable. But when like when I'm around a real fucking like stunner like Victoria, you're like, you playing with when I like we're in, we're at the, some of your tables and these girls are like they're fire like. I can feel myself going doing the fucking like Bugs Bunny like 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 or like the the the, uh, the the stutter like the nervousness that I never feel when I'm you know typically doing my normal thing. So, what do you do when you're in those environments when you're there? I mean, I guess I guess really the first step though is is just getting comfortable. I think here's another thing I think is holding me and probably a lot of guys back is like you're not uh, we don't we don't even want to get started because we're afraid that we'll be weird in these environments. And you it have feels- to. You, the, the thing is, is like that's like saying that like I'm like I'm afraid to get my license because I'm afraid to step in a car. You've got to step in the car. You've got to go drive the car. You just got to dive in. You just got to dive in. Yeah. Like there's no way to get acclimated to like how nines and tens act until you're around them. Period. Mm. Like period. Like I don't know what else to tell you guys. There's no like cheat code. Oh, there's no special opener. That you can learn because whatever special opener, it's contextual. That opener may or may not work. Game is not about what you do if things go well. Game is about what do you do when things don't go your way and how do you make that work. Right. Game is about strategic planning before you get to the venue. No, that's really important. That's really important because really, if you're talking to a girl, she thinks you're attractive. She loves you from the moment she meets you. And you take her home and you have sex. That that's not game. that's not game. That's not game. Game is when she's not attracted to you, or game and is you're when, able to or, get that. Yeah, yeah, or or whatever difficulty. Maybe she's attracted to you, but she doesn't trust you. Or maybe she she's attracted to you, but you don't have good logistics. Right. Or you, like, you know, it's it's solving the problems. Most, most of really good game is just setting up infrastructures that make gaming easier. Real game is just knowing where you should be seated, where you should be standing, who you should be hanging out with, and what you need to be setting up to get you the result. Mm. good game is not about like fucking diving under the tightrope because the reality of it is that say you fuck that hot girl and like she actually does like you she gets to know you and then all your weird creepy shit comes out and then you can't keep her so then you never learn what it takes to be an attractive male you still just keep having the same problem because oh i can close these stunners but i can't keep a relationship even naturals that slay like i have a natural friend of mine he's like he he slays with like models because he is a model he can't keep a relationship to save his life he doesn't, he doesn't know enough about game to like actually lock this girl down because he doesn't understand what it takes. So he just he just fucks and fucks and fucks, but then the girl like never takes him seriously. She thinks he's a fuckboy. And he's like, fuck, man, like I'm just super depressed. And I'm like, I know why you had that problem. I know exactly why you had that. Like you fucking close too fast, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like you you close too fast. You don't qualify heavy enough. You don't have enough fucking comfort. But you and you have the logistics to where you see her every day. So if you see a girl every day and then you're running these game tactics on her, you're going to get a relationship. 
So tell me how you think this game plan sounds from somebody who's, who's trying to take this to the next level, right? Maybe they just go, fuck it. I'm just going to go celibate for six months. I'm oh, going to build a friend zone. it takes, and it sucks. So just build I'm going to celibate for nine months to, yeah. build, to build mine. Yeah. Like, I'm like, literally, like, what's funny is that, like, I am restarting from scratch right now my own social circle. And, like, um, I, like, so I recently just left. Um, so for you guys now, like, you guys pretty much now, like, might be kind of fucked in terms of being able to go out on certain nights with me because I don't even work for regular promoting. But I've actually, like, I work now for a model promoter. I can't even bring out normal people unless they're a celebrity some big time bottle bar, and I can't even bring out bottle buyers. I have to bring out bottle buyers who are cool. Oh yeah, I like it's gotten that specific now. He's like, just come by yourself, like don't even bring anybody with you. And I'm like, fuck. That means like I'm gonna be really uncomfortable because I wasn't uncomfortable when I was at the after party, and it was all model promoters. I'm like these guys I've seen for a few years, and I'm finally <laughs> like now in like kind of like in the click, right? Where I can hang out, but I can't even bring anybody. And like one of my clients, he came out with me on that night. And like, we sat there at the after party and we could, we were trying a game and it was like, we were like, fuck, we can't do shit. We just need to like, like he had to take out like the, the like the like lowest attractive girl in the room. She was still hot, but it was like the lowest attractive girl in the room just to get like any type of play. Cause these girls, like if they didn't already like know you and you weren't seen with like certain people or hanging out, they didn't even talk to you. All you could do was just chill next to that friend and like not do anything weird. I spent most of my time talking to dudes. Mm. I did not talk to any fucking girl. I talked to maybe a few girls and like I would try to kick game, but like they had to leave to go to one of their friends. Well, let's bring, let's bring this back to where we were going with it. So, so you're starting out, you're still, I'm going to go celibate for six months. You're building your social circle again by, and this is, this is really difficult, but meeting these really beautiful women. You have to have some value to offer these really pretty girls. Well, let me finish. Let me finish the thought. It's, this is really the hard part. Uh, maybe you're used to it now, but I think for a lot of us, when we're really around another ten, we want to take her home so bad that we'll fuck it up by trying to trying to pull the trigger. Here's the here's and, why it's fucked up. You can't. Right. Like, I don't mean you can't. Is I don't mean is it you can't? Is in like it's impossible. I mean like literally. Real like real nine or ten game. Without, without the buy-in of a of a friend that she trusts to take her home. You are not taking her home. But I'm not even talking about that right now. I'm talking about like from your perspective. Your goal right now is to build these as real friendships. Yeah. Which means like telling yourself you have to spend, not no, to escalate. But you have to spend time with these girls too. You right. can't just text them every night. You have to like – like, I, I, dude, like I, I stay on my girl's radar at least once a week. Like, like I literally text my whole list of girls once a week and I spend hours talking to them. To build these friendships. Right. I hang out with these girls. Like, I left. Me and Danielle hung out. The girl that was on my, sna on my Snapchat last night, that girl, she's dating. She used to date a homie of mine. We have been hanging out tough for a few minutes. She also works at, like, Beauty and Essex, or she works at, like, Tao. So, like, I'm like, yo, let's go to lunch. I'm like, I'm always like, yo, let's let's kick it. Like, she's like, where are you going to be? She's like, she literally, she's like, yo, where are you going to be tonight? And I'll be at one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go in with Will, but I'll see you there. I'm like, all right, for sure. So I know when I go there, like, we're going to hang out. And I'm gonna be at Christian's table. She's probably got a few of her, her dope girls, and like, I'm gonna be introduced to those girls. And what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna do shit. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna let Danielle be like, he's super cool. Like, that's my really good friend. Like, yo, he's like, he's mad chill. Like, no, Joe's Jay's dope. 
And then they're going to give you, I'm going to get compliance from her. Or I'm going to get the referral from her, which gives me the compliance with them. And then I can kick game. And my kicking game is going to simply be just like, like commonalities. Like, oh, like, you know, where have you been at? Oh, like, for sure. How do you know Danielle? How'd you guys meet? Okay. Like, so how long have you guys been fucking friends? Like, oh, so like, oh, who's that? Oh, yeah. Who's that basic bitch over there? What the fuck? That's kind of whack. Pouring them drinks. Like, you know, kind of like dancing, but not too much. Just like making them laugh, but not too much. Because I'm not trying to like start qualifying or anything. Introducing them to like other people that I know that have value or status. Then like just sitting there being like, oh, so like, you know, what do you do? Oh, for sure, my G, that's fucking lit. And then making sure in my mind I remember like what things I can add for value. And then I'm going to sit there and like actually go add value to those girls and be like, oh, you should meet like, oh, a friend of mine, like he runs this agency or he does X, Y, Z thing or he has this thing. Um, I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do. But like if I, you know, if I can actually get that done, you know, uh, you know, if I can actually get that done, like, is that going to help you? Like, do you see the value in that? And she'd be like, oh, for sure, whatever. And then I'm just going to keep adding value to her. I'm not going to stop adding value. And then when Danielle uh, wants to go out next, I'm be like, oh, invite your girl out because I'm going to get all of their numbers. And when I text, I'm only going to text them about industry shit. I'm only going to text them about like, I'm not going to text her, hey, cutie. I'm going to text her about the thing that I got the number <laughs> off of. I'm going to text her about like, if she's a model, um, photo shoots. I'm going to text her about a photographer or whatever that I have in town that I'm shooting with that can do their headshots. I'm going to tell them where to go, how to get signed with an agency. I'm going to like help them. I'm going to like meet with them to like help them to like get signed or like whatever it takes to like add value to that girl. And then we're going to meet and then I'm going to teach her how to do these things instead of giving her the value for free. Like I'm going to meet up with her. We're going to like do these things together. And then that's how the friendship is going to be brokered because what I'm basically doing is I am aligning myself with what is important to her and helping her to achieve that. And because I am constantly aiming to help her achieve her goals, she therefore is going to re like reciprocate by taking me to dinner, by meeting up with me, by hanging out with me. Because what is she, what am I classically conditioning her to associate me with? I am the guy who brings value to her life. Every text message that she gets from me is me checking in on her, making sure she's okay. What is she doing for Thanksgiving? Um, you know, hope she had a dope weekend. Uh, here's a job. Here's an agent that you should call. Like, it's it's just like, it's I'm not trying to fuck. It's mostly most of my texts are just like, I'm I'm really just treating her like a friend. I'm well, okay, so like a friend. let's actually at the at the hour mark, let's actually bring this up to actually getting laid. Like like how you actually do take this that level. So really, what it seems like is doing all the same shit with most of the girls. Really building commonalities, like um, friend zoning, like like building your status and your value. But really, the getting laid part is just getting your logistics straight. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I guess maybe you can talk about like a little bit, like are uh, when, logistics. like, do you actually? Well, do you escalate? Are you letting them escalate on you? Do you only let them escalate? I let them you? escalate on me, and I reward their compliance. Okay. So like all of my female friends, that if anyone sees around me, all of my female friends like hang on me and touch me, like. You would think that my, you would think the girls I hang out with I'm dating because like, I like, I kiss all of them on the forehead. I hug all of them. I go, Hey baby, good to see. I like, I like, so there's a real subtlety here because you're, you're not like, like, cause we, we just said that you're not really touching, but what you're, you're when really I doing... do touch. Okay. So like when I meet a girl, yeah, this is the first thing I do. Like, Hey, what's up? I don't shake her hand like this. 
Okay. I don't do a formal handshake. Right. I'm like, hey, boo, what's up? I'm like, hey, my hey, gorgeous. And like one. So the Italian cheek kiss. And I do that because every dude that I've seen that roll with girls like that, that's what they did. Right. Right. If a girl's like, if now if a girl's like, if she's not like, hey, I don't do that. If a girl is like, what's up? I'm like, what's up? I'm just like, for sure. I'm like, what up? I don't even look up. If she's like, what up? I'm like, what up? I might be like on my phone at first, like when I'm first meeting her and like not even looking up. And then like someone will be like, yo, Jay, this is Carmela. I'm like, like if she's like, hey, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey. And I'm like, one, two. Why? Because she's, she's giving me compliance already. So I'm going to focus on building a really solid connection with her and not moving to any other girl at the table. I'm just going to like focus on just talking to her. Why? Because I'm going to use that olive branch to get the rest of the olives that are on the fucking tree or the vine. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And then once her, once, once she introduced me to one of her friends, I'm going to make that next friend. And I'm going to slowly leapfrog from person to person to person until I get all of them. I'm going to just build, like, once I get the introduction, I'm just going to, like, be chill until they're giving me compliance. Once they give me compliance, then I'm going to reward and, like, now start to talk to them. And I just do this a lot. Every girl I've met, this is actually the same system I follow with every girl I've met. That's why I have such, like, Matt, you've seen it. You've seen the girls. Like, you've seen how they act around me. They, they really do, like, you're like, you, you would probably think, like, he's sleeping with this girl, but she's just my friend. She might call. She's like, "Hey, hey, boo boo, hey, gorgeous." Like I call all my I, all my female, all my female friends. I call them boo boo. Mm-hmm. I call them boo and boo boo, and I say bitch. I call. I'm like, I'm like, bitch. I say it to all of them, because it's the most normal thing. I have seen the majority of my female friends. I pick out their clothing, like their outfits before they go out, and I'm like, bitch, that looks terrible. I have seen a lot of them naked, because I am very comfortable. So the so problem you guys like, you're acting like their girlfriend basically. But I'm I have a dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're doing it intentionally because I think a lot of I'm the, doing that a lot of a lot of, well obviously but I think a lot of the negative friends and the guys are terrified of is being the girlfriend unintentionally you know it's like being put I, there by the girls but I get to see her naked <laughs> exactly that's the difference but I get you, to see her naked yes I know her flaws yeah. one of my boys he he's really peaked he got pissed off because the girl he was dating he said why does she tell you everything and she doesn't tell me. And I was like, honestly, dude, I'm like, you, you have really terrible comfort. You don't listen well. Mm-hmm. And she said it. She goes, he doesn't listen to me. I told him this. And like, he doesn't like, no. And like, I know that girl. I know what day she works. I know what days not to invite her out. I know what pisses her off. I like, I pay attention. Like, I know what colors she likes. I know what her facial expression means when she does it. I'm like, bitch, I know what that. I'm so like, what's that difference? Because I feel like a lot of, a lot of guys are going to get caught up in the negative friend zone where they feel like they're doing this. They're nice. They're like, this is the difference. A lot of these guys are nice guys, but they're not going to have any, like any value here. So what is, what is that difference that's giving you the leverage that they're actually still attracted to you versus, versus you just being a nice guy who they can do things with and shopping and you care about them and they walk all the fuck over you. Do you understand what I'm saying there? Like that, that, uh, Okay. Uh, sorry. I have a, like a meeting I'm trying to set up with. Uh, tomorrow in the afternoon with. Okay. So keep going. Um. So. Uh, what were you saying? So like the nice guy. Oh, what's the value that I offer that keeps them attracted to me? The value. I mean, v- versus being the guy who just gets just gets friend zone, who actually does care about them, listens, yeah. who's got good comfort, but he's just the nice guy, and they walk all over him. 
See, know? here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, is that like you're talking about the nice guy that walks all over them. The the nice guy that, that gets walked that, on that is the guy who get is the guy who like he gives val he gives value, but he doesn't um he doesn't let the girls know he expects anything in return. That's the problem. That's legitimately the problem. A lot of guys do this where like they give value they give value. so like the girl needs help with her homework and they do her homework for her. That's not adding value. That's giving value. You're giving it away. Okay. Yeah. You're, so you're giving away value. So it's adding value, not giving. See, adding value. value is like I'm helping you with this, and then I, when you because like, like if I help you with something really important, you're gonna be like, oh my god, thank you so much. It you know what can I do to help you? Let's this girl Christina literally was like she goes like oh my god I just feel like you guys are doing so much for me like what can I do to help you? And I was like hey you know what if the shoe was on the other foot I'm pretty sure you do the same. And she's like yeah for sure. So I can ask her for favors now. I want to date Christina. I most she is Christina is gorgeous, like ridiculously gorgeous. But I know she needs to be signed by an agency. Like getting her signed, she's going to owe me a favor, which is a dinner or like introducing me to her hot girlfriends or whatever. Like she likes black guys. Do you think I'm gonna get friend zoned that quick if I get if I'm just adding value to her life? I'm genuinely being really nice to her. I like I care about the same thing that she cares about and helping her, and I'm like. I'm being surrounded by other really attractive girls who trust me. I'm pre-selected, motherfucker. Like, do you think I'm going to get friend-zoned? See, the thing that you guys do is that when you're with a girl, like, you're, all your attention is focused on her and you are not scarce. The thing that I do very differently than you guys is that when I, I'm never with a girl, I am with girls, uh, plural. I am right. with girls. Uh. I don't go on a date. I go on dates. Uh. <laughs> I don't have a female friend. I have female friends. Uh. Like, all of my life is leveraged to hang around girls. So, for you, like, you guys, like, I need to go on a day two. I don't go on day twos. Like, I take the girls to the nightclubs, or I take the girls to, like, a movie date. I, and I notice I'm saying I take the girls. I take the girls, <laughs> key word. I invite more than one girl to whatever I'm doing. So then I'm the scarce resource. They're not, which means I'm not chasing them. And because I'm not chasing them, what... Like, because of the infrastructure of being around five girls and I'm the scarce dick, if the girl likes me, she has to chase me. Think about it. The moment that you're in a one-to-one -one situation, like me and you right now are talking, we are in a one-to-one -one situation, right? Am I scarce or is all my time really allocated towards you? All my time is allocated towards you, right? Because we're one-to-one. -one. Right now, yeah. Right? But if we were out at a nightclub, who's scarce now? I am. Right. But if I'm at your party, who's scarce? You are. Right. So you have the power. I have to chase you if I want your attention. Right. Therefore, I invest in you. Why the fuck are you guys setting yourself up in these one-to-one -one scenarios with girls where you have to chase? Right. So maybe we can actually talk about then, Ashley, let's say you've, you've done this. You've gone out. you started building a social circle. I'm noticing the pitfall I'm falling into now is I'm this organizer guy, and I'm constantly having to manage my group and not feeling like I'm getting any time to... to I'm spending all my time trying to find Sarah or figuring out why Jenny left or like yeah. trying to deflect from guys approaching the group. And there's, I'm not seeing how to take things to that next level where I start getting more laid more often from the group or I start getting more girls to invest in me. Rather, I feel more like, like a, a tour guide or like a, you know, I feel like the, the manager of the group. I feel like that's the band I, manager. You know I, what I mean? The band's getting yeah. all the attention and I'm the band manager. That's what it feels See, like. See, honestly though, that that the thing is is that like 
when you're the organizer, you actually are the one that has power. Because of, like, so like, so like, you have to think about it this way. If you're the one organizing the event, everyone has to come to you for what they need. So like, are you the one that's taking care of the dinner? Are you the one that's setting it up? Are you the one that's like organizing people sit here and go here and do this? See, people learn that you're the leader by classical conditioning or by, for my bad, by operant conditioning. If they see you always organizing and like leading, if they always see you organizing shit and like leading people, what do you think that everyone's going to learn? Like, it's very clear when you come out with me that I'm the leader. Right. I'm amongst everyone that I'm around. Because I just, I don't sit back and let people lead. I take charge. I'm right. like, I'm like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Like, yo, come here. And like, I have no problem being the dick or the douchebag. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, if the dude's being creepy, I don't send someone over. I walk up and I'm like, are you okay? Right. I right. tell girls, if some dude's hitting on you, yo, let me know. I tell them that. Yo, if you ever need anything, feel free to come to me. If you have any problems, come ask me. I'm acting like their father. Like, like when I say, I t like when you come out with me, who do you ask where the drinks are with the bottle? Why? Because I've actively taken that role as the leader. You have to actively take the role of being the leader. You have to organize the logistics of everyone meeting. You have to have people that like you're bringing out and go, okay, I'm going to need you to go ahead and do this. You start delegating like a business. So everyone around you, you know how they learn that you're the alpha? They see how everyone responds to you. So you have to put yourself in a leadership situation where it makes you the alpha. If you are sitting in a social circle and you are not leading anything, you are not the one controlling what happens, where everyone's going, what time they're leaving, what time. It's stressful. Saying, it's yeah. a lot. It's very stressful. But that's how you learn to lead. That's why I organize comedy shows and dinners and I say I can bring this because it puts me in a situation of I actually have to produce. Right. Like when, when, when girls are like, where's the bathroom? Do you think I go, oh, I don't know. Or do I take a leadership decision and go and find the bathroom or find someone who can solve the problem and then go, hey, but it's over here. And I lead her to where she has to go. You think if you think why girls are comfortable, why we're comfortable, girls are comfortable chasing me, they want someone to lead them, and I lead them. Oh, we're gonna go here. We're gonna pregame here at this time. I don't tell them I don't know. I go and I actively solve the problems and logistical hurdles. Most guys want to sit back and be lazy and passive, and you cannot be a lazy and passive alpha and be the alpha. It doesn't work that way. Your your guy friends won't even respect you. Right. If you're that dude, you have to learn to be that guy. Okay. How many times do you yeah. see me stress out at an event? Well, I guess, so I, I am seeing myself become better at leading and being a good at, like being more. Think about it from a, if you think, if you look at it from a logistical perspective, you're starting to understand like, oh, I see how before I, I did, I, why I lost girls. No. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you just yeah. were like, come on. And you were like, yo, sco, no, fuck you. Dude, shut. Let's go. You do the Ubers outside, bitch. The Uber. Let's go. Right. And then right. you. And what I do? I spank them on the ass. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Get in the Uber. And I hold the door open for them afterwards. <laughs> but I guess, I guess the the difference or the trap I'm falling into now is now I feel like that's what I'm doing. But where is the attraction? Where Where is the actual like? Where's the actual part where they start? escalating on me or like like something actually every happens and i get a result so every time the, every time the girl touches you touch her back 
only when she touches you, yeah. touch her back. Do not touch her before then. Right. Because then your touch is a reward. Right. As opposed to just something that makes her feel good without any work that came from her. Right. Okay. Right. So if you start talking to me and I talk back, I'm rewarding you. But if I start talking to you and you're not talking to me, what am I rewarding? You haven't worked for anything. Why am I rewarding something you haven't worked for? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like um, in terms of like – like, so you just – and the other thing, here's the other thing. You keep doing this type of stuff long enough. Yeah, I think it's – What happens is the girls get – the more you do it, the more they get comfortable touching you. Right. And then what you do is you just keep escalating it up from there. Like you just keep – like you kiss their foreheads. Like why? Because that's something a father would do. You kiss their cheeks. Something a father would do or a boyfriend would do. Those are classically conditioned things that like guys who they're dating do. And you're her friend. So what you're kind of in this ambiguous kind of floating state of friend or like lover. You see what I'm saying? And then because you're adding value to her in all these different ways. Because remember, like you're not her archetype. So she's not like if you're not exactly what she likes, she's not gonna chase you right away. See what I'm saying? Right. I see so what you're saying. So if, yeah, that, that's what the long term long term yeah, game is in, right? Your long term game is like that's the where the social circle you're sitting back. And even with girls that like you, you have to run long term game because especially if you're trying to keep them around and make them like a fuck buddy. Right. The fuck buddies that you get literally come from social circle. It's like you and her see each other all the time. You have a better chance of hooking up with a girl if you if the, if the logistical infrastructure is in place. Like my homie is like he goes to school with this, like this particular girl, and like if I wanted to like legit hook up with her, like I I have to like have him like just keep putting in good word for me or whatever, because he's my homie. That's the benefit of social circle is that there's things that I can ask him to do for me to help me out with a girl because he's my homie and we're in the same social circle, so we're both building towards the same thing. When you don't have a crew, you can't do that. I can't ask you for help with a particular girl if I'm not the homie. Like this girl, this one of these girls, her name's Ray. This girl's this girl's a fucking 10. She's really hot. The only like I'm just barely starting to get in with her. I'm doing a photo shoot with her on Sunday because I saw her post and she was looking for people to help her out with this. So like I'm adding value there. I have a fashion show that I want her to walk in that's coming up on the 18th. So I'm gonna start casting. I'm gonna actually. I'm going to actively take the role of casting the models for that event just so then I can add value to the models that I know. Does that make sense? See, I'm actively putting myself in leadership roles. So then the girls just learn. Every time I get hit up from Jay, it's always for cool shit. And then they see my social media if they missed out. And they're like, fuck, I really missed that. Right. See what I'm saying? I'm always doing cool shit. Like, you could attest this. I'm always, like, I have content that's for days on my phone that I've shown you that I have not posted yet, that it's just me doing cool shit that I just capture and I just save for when I don't have any content. So you guys are thinking I'm out every night, which most of the time I am if I'm not. So when I don't have content, I post that. Right. It's like cheating. Right. So again, this goes back to, I guess, Social media. starting with build your calendar first to do cool shit. Yeah. If you don't have the group or a social circle first, then meet them while you're doing Start stuff Start people collecting. Yeah. Like... When you go to the mall, like I like when I'm in my Uber, if my Uber driver has some value to offer, I take his number. Right. The the, the guy. So he, let's talk about like just just easy ways to just collect. get a number. Just like like what's an easy way to start do? doing social shit. Start going out to places 
Start going out to places and just collecting people. First off, figure out the type of girl you're going after. Like, like, if, like you've got to figure out the type of girl you're going after because that's going to dictate how you're going to build your lifestyle to add value to that particular type of girl. This is like marketing. You got to figure out who your market demographic is. That's interesting. Because no, most point. of you guys are just like, you're saying, I just want hot girls. Right. But and I just want hot girls with right. game. That's too random. That's like going, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go for I'm gonna get salmon. So I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the Pacific Ocean and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just sit there and I'm gonna fish with bait and just sit with salmon. It's like no dude, you need to go to a salmon stream. You need to get the type of bait that gets salmon, you need to get the type of rod that gets salmon. And you need to you need to position yourself in that river in a place where the fish have to come to you. So because you're in the fishing pond and in the environment, you get multiple times again and again and again. To gain, to potentially game these fish or catch these fish that you're trying to reel in because you're just there every day. Right. So you got to figure out the type of girl that you're after and how to set yourself up logistically where you're around her every day. I f that's the easiest way of like answering the question because like when you start getting with real 10 game, real 10 game, with real 10 game, if you don't have a reason to like see her every day, you're f fucked. You're, f you're fucked. Because you were competing with dudes who are. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of the guys who listen to this, we're not, we're not even so stressed out about 10 game right now. And we're just trying to get like laid more consistently or just get, but even like, the sixes that you're, girls. but even the sixes that you're after, especially like, yeah. like I love LA because LA really teaches you that social, it's either social circle game or nothing. Right. Because it's just so busy. Right. Like the girls, like your traditional hot girl, if she's in any way, shape, or form decently attractive, she starts like if she's hot, she starts learning how hot she is or how not hot she is based on who she hangs around. And she learns quick. So then if she's not hot and she like wants to social climb, she starts going to the gym, she like gets a tummy tuck, she like gets on cocaine, she starts like whatever she has to do, she starts Every like girl that's even a, even your basic basic six now uses social media like a model. Right. Have you not noticed that? Yeah, it's true. So like and like dudes are thirstily sliding up in this bitch's DM. Mm -hmm. Like you're like your average girl that's 18 years old at a local college. Like I can name the amount of girls that like to me are a six, but like to you, she's probably you're still like like high level hot girl. Like I'm gonna go to a girl right now, I'm not gonna mention her name. She's very pretty. I know who exactly who her crew is. Um and this girl is like, she's not hot, or no, she's 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 actually fucking fire. This girl's really really beautiful. Uh, here we go. I know exactly what I'm looking for too. Last name is Rose. Yeah. To me, she's a six. And why I say she's a six is because any dude who gives her attention, she will like sleep with them. Here we go. Oh, I'm just, I gotta fucking switch. All right, let me. I'll use another example uh, here because real real nines and tens don't fuck dudes that often. This is just the truth. Uh, where is she? Because I responded to her this morning. Here we go. This girl. This girl chases like she like her, her following is not even that high. That's a hot girl. We would all agree that's a pretty girl. Yeah, definitely. But most of you guys can't even game that. Like, in my head, like, that girl chases me. And, like, I'm not even interested because I know she's not that hard to sleep with. The fact that, like, if any of you weird faggots can have her, I'm not interested. Because she's just too easy. 
I don't want the girl that everyone can fucking tag out and sleep with. Because that means I'm going to have like all these different logistical problems. Like I can keep a girl like that because my lifestyle is pretty much set up to where I can add so much value to that girl before she gets out of school that like I could date her. Where you guys would be like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Because a girl like that, she has hot dudes hitting on her. By the time she's 25, she's going to be a fucking bitch. Because she's going to get fucked over by good looking dude after good looking dude. And eventually she's going to start working on her career. And she's going to be too fucking busy for like your average chump level ass dude. And it's and what's going to happen is she's going to start becoming super picky about who she's dating because she works like in some type of fashion industry. And that's what's going to happen. So what am I doing? I'm setting myself up to be a level above her. So when she's graduating, she is chasing my nuts because I have value to offer her. Because I, because in my head, what I believe is I'm competing against Luke, Hansel, Danny Kim, Ragu, Art, um, fucking my boy Matt, my boy Taz. Um, these are guys, my boy Miles. See, these are, these are guys who actually are in RSD. These guys, a lot of these guys don't really post a lot. And like some of those dudes I mentioned actually are celebs, legit celebutant kids who they actually are into pickup. You would never know it because they slay. Me and Miles legit got off the phone. We were talking about social circle game and like his problems with game while I was ironing my clothes. And this dude is a male model. He goes to the Versace fashion shows. Like he is very wealthy. And he is a big fan of Luke. A huge fan. And he, we talk about game regularly. And that is my nigga. Like I help him and I add value to him in any way that I can. Like that's the, 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 these people, like these guys don't post, but they, most of these guys know this. These are arbitrary truths. We just know that this is how this shit is. We all just get it because we've, we've tried it every other way and it doesn't work. Right. I, I think a lot of this is seen through experience and it's very difficult to understand from uh, just hearing you say it perspective. And so you're you, ha- you have to live it a little bit and you also have to be correcting for bad habits first, right? So that's why I'm trying to keep bringing this back to sort of practical, get yourself off the ground. Don't worry about the tens right now. What we're trying to do is just get ourselves in the right places, having an entourage, having a little bit of experience with, with turning the table so that girls are chasing you and you're not doing these direct approaches, right? So... The thing is, until you're in the infrastructure, until, until you're actually in a logistical place to game these girls, you're never going to know what nine and 10 game is. Like, have you noticed, like, when you're, have you noticed, like, in these environments, when you try to go, when you, like, try to compliment, it doesn't work? A compliment openers do not work. Right. Breaking rapport openers work really well. Right. Like, they work the best. Like, I, like, in some, and even, like, with the hotter level girls, I can't even do, I can't even break rapport to open. I actually just have to get an introduction. Right. Like, that's the, like, I don't know any other way to say that. Because, like, like with your, like, hot girl who, like, is maybe, like, an eight or so, I can break her pour on the open and it works really well or whatever, like, hook. But, like, once I get, like, with nines and tens, I actually can't open, I can't open in any way. Because any guy that'd want to date would... Was introduced. Would, well, they, they would never, those guys would never take the time to invest in chasing the girl. Not at all. Those are the guys they want because they're the guys, those guys are obviously doing better things yeah. or have other girls. Yeah. So they're everybody's trying to punch up. Yeah. Right? 
So on a girl who's pretty average and you break her pore off the open, she punching, feels like... You're, she feels like you're above her. Right. Because usually she's got some severe insecurity. Right. So like when like when you open a girl and she's complying right away, she's basically assuming that you have more value than her, which is why she's talking to you. But if... Um, if... If you're talking to a girl and she's like not looking at you at all, she basically doesn't assume you have any type of value. She's like, she's basically like, why are you talking to me? You're not worth my time to talk to. You have nothing of value. No one around me is saying you're valuable, so there's no reason I should talk to you. Right. So now the hard pill to swallow with this is that like, you know your own value and you know the things like the experiences you've had. You know how cool you are. You know all the shit you've done, but it really goes out the window when you're in that because honestly, like. Of all the things half of us have accomplished, like we know we are way more valuable than most of these girls. Most of these girls, right? But, but here's the problem. See, the, the problem is that most of these guys who have value let these girls get away with so much that these girls learn that they can get away with anything. And these rich guys or these dudes with status will just take it and put up with it. That's why she feels that she can act the way that she does. It doesn't matter. She basically believes I can shit on the floor and everyone will still worship the ground I walk on because I'm hot. And sadly, it's true. Right. Because we give a, we literally give attention to all that weird, bad behavior that she does and we let her do it. And you want to know the fucked up part? Like, this is the, the, the real sad truth. Once you actually get those girls, you start to realize that, like, most of them are really dumb. They have not really accomplished more for themselves. They're kind of lazy. They usually don't work really hard. So then what the next challenge is, is how do you find girls that are just at that level hot, but actually have like morals and standards and scruples and are genuinely nice people? Cause so like most of the girls that like are bitchy and lazy, they're like nines. They're very lazy. They have no ambition. Like they got some severe like daddy issues and shit. They're still trying to be cool and they don't realize what being cool is. And the really hot girls that are legit, the tens that you want, these girls are friendly and nice to everybody, but they have an abundance of men that are chasing them. And they're very picky on who it is that they date. So without social circle, you will never even get the potential chance to be able to meet them. Like, to be in an infrastructure where you can actually talk to her and, like, find out she is a sweet girl and does have, and like, she, 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 you know, she does have, like, good shit with her mom. She is an awesome person. But then once you do talk to that girl and, like, you get the number, like, you have to add value from there because she's just so busy. As much as she'd want to hang out with you, she's so busy with her own projects that for you to stay on her radar... You have to like do something that where you guys can collab together and give yourself a logistical structure. And this is the shit that I talk about. Like there's there's girls right now that like I am working on, and like every girl, every hot girlfriend I ever got, there was a logistical setup where we saw each other every day, which allowed me to kick game to her, which allowed me to show value to her over and over again, which allowed me to get in with her friends, which allowed me to meet her family, with like to where I was able to date her. There's no other way. Like, I don't give a fuck what lies you're being told in the community. Um, there's a few guys that we have, I've interviewed before years ago. I am friends with these guys now. They used to be love system instructors. We talked about 9 and 10 game. And these dudes slay with the hottest I've ever seen. And they will tell you about the power of the crew. And we talked about this for hours and I on depth. And I just picked their brain about this shit. And it's like, they all just know it. Every every top promoter in Los Angeles, they all know these truths. So I guess this is what this is bringing up for me is that there's another level to this that 
most of us just don't have enough experience living in this world yeah. where things operate differently than we're used to, you know? Yeah. Especially if you start getting good at cold approach game, you start getting used to things working a certain way that seems to be very different than than this this way of viewing things. Uh, funny story, so I had a really interesting experience of, of, of Social Circle game that led to me getting a real insight to how some of these girls live. Um, I walked my ass into a fashion show in a mansion in the hills and yep. uh, I got super lucky I was with a really cute girl and we just walked right in nobody stopped us and it was it was dope so we started talking to people there and we met somebody who invited us to another mansion party that was down the road even bigger house and just fucking packed full of hot girls so I'm sitting there talking to an absolute stunner and uh, we just start talking about um, dating in LA and just kind of just shooting the shit a little bit and uh, what's really working for me is just just completely removing any frame of trying to hit on her. Just like yeah. just starting with the assumption that if anything, I'm just making a friend here, which got me hooking and actually got me into the set with her. Yeah. But when we were talking about dating in LA, she says that uh, she's absolutely gorgeous. She's probably probably five foot five ten, five eleven. You know, she's got Louboutin heels. She's got red like, bottoms. Yep. She's she's just like you know she's probably. Diamonds, like you know, full carrot diamonds on, on her ring. Fucking yeah. her whole outfit is probably like close to like what ten grand on her. So, so get this right. Um, the girl is two degrees. She's two degrees in like I think like it was like philosophy and sociology or something like Smart that. Smart as fuck. Smart as fuck. She says she absolutely hates dating in L.A. because she doesn't want to do anything. Her parents paid for everything, including her degrees. And when she goes out on dates with guys, they ask her questions. And she's like, I don't want to ask, answer your fucking questions. She just enjoys hanging at mansions, doing coke, hanging out at parties, and that is her entire life. And she's like, much easier to just hang out with my friends, who already know that's what I like to do. And then, as easy as possible, she will have sex with a guy if it's just super easy. Because he's already cool in her social circle. He's yeah. already been pre-selected by and her been, friends. And been vetted and, and vetted, yeah. vetted that he's normal. Right. Yeah. And it just happens that they're in a party and there's a bed and then just they just like yes. maybe it happens that way and they end up over there 3 4 a.m at the after party right. in some billionaire's fucking mansion with 10 rooms and then he's happy to be homie with the billionaire so he can fuck in one of the rooms that was the after party i i went to with these model promoters that was exactly the case there was no way of you fucking any of those girls unless you have been at that house right Deadass. They were not leaving with you. You're not taking her out on a date. They, you're not. You're texting. You're thinking, oh, I suck so much because my text game is off. And it's like. It has nothing to do with that at all. Yeah. Dude, yes. That is like that situation. That is my night every fucking night. Yeah. And I just sit there and I don't do shit. I just chill. And then, oh, after. Call the Uber. Get them in the after. Get up, get them up to the after. Don't try to do shit. Like, some models that I know that I'm friends with, I met them through a homie of mine named Mikey. Mikey introduced me to these models. These models live with a guy named Mo. Mo owns the company that these girls are under management contracts with. When I hang out with Mo, because I hang out with Mo, and then we, like, talk business, and I'm at his house with the models, I get time to kick game because I'm at the house with the models. When they are lounging by the pool, I am lounging with them. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? When like he's at the club with them at the table, I'm able. I am allowed to sit at that table with them, and I don't do anything. And I'm just like, 
fuck, it sucks tonight. They're like, yeah, it's a little whack. I'm like, hmm. That is, and I just chill. And maybe say a few words here. And if she starts opening up, starts talking a lot, then I talk and I listen. I just reward, reward, reward as much as I can. Just keep her talking for the time that I have. And then when she stops talking, I stop talking. Maybe we get on Snapchat and we do some basic bitch shit. And it's like, and we faces and whatnot. Right. And that's it. Right. So at what point do you, when do you know it's time to actually pull the trigger and actually start escalating? Or she, like, she usually starts escalating on you. She starts asking you logistical questions. She starts trying to hang out with you. Right. She starts hitting you up. Okay. Like how I, how I, how I was able to like close some of the girls that I closed, like, and this is just an example because like you were there is like that one girl. I think I literally told you. What was funny was that the other night I was supposed to close, I actually tried to hit you up because I was down the street and this girl was like, it, it had been like, I've known this girl for three or four months and she's like, yeah, I've always had the hots for you, whatever. She, lit she literally, she went like, <laughs> there was no man to woman. She was man to, woman to man on me, grinding on me, like trying to get my attention, wrestling me away from her friends and like, she legit was like, so like, I don't want to go home. And I already knew, I was like, there was no game here. She, I've just been in her social circle and around her friends forever. And I just showed a lot of value when I was in front of her based on who I know, like who I could get them access with, like photographer. Like I just, that's 90% of my, it just, she's on my Snapchat, just watches my snap and watches my Insta stories. And I just watch the girls who watch my shit and just pay attention. As long as they're watching, I'm like, I'm going to get them one day. That's <laughs> well, let's also talk about something else that I think might get lost in translation. translation. Uh, you also have practiced things like having boundaries, like not not being walked on, like like being like leading. Oh yeah, you see me if a girl like does something fucked up, I call it out. Well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that a lot of guys who aren't good at those things may try to incorporate this stuff and find it doesn't work at all because they are lacking some of the more fundamental parts of game that you might have to actually go out and do cold approach to develop. Like, if you're a pussy, you need to go out and do cold approach for a little bit to actually build your balls up yeah. to, to have the, the practice of facing some awkward social yeah. moments and, and being cool and, like, having girls tell you to fuck off a little bit so you build that muscle. And then, once you get good at that, pull back to actually yeah. be, like, Okay, now I'm actually going to just hang out with some chicks and yeah. not do You guys much. legit, though, you guys honestly need to find a mentor who already, like, kind of does this shit and just model what they do. Because I feel like that's the fastest way to just, like, shortcut the time. Because, like, I aggressively looked for mentors. Like, every dude that, like, er like, there's so many dudes now that I know six months ago that I did not know. Like, like, the door guys. They're, like, a lot of these venues, all these dudes slay with hot girls. And, like, I just hang. And I just, like, watch them. And I just watch how girls, and I and I try not to game, out game them. I just sit back and just watch. I look at the dude who's with the model, and I'm like, I'm gonna make him, I'm gonna make friends with him. Like I am like a social climber. I am like, if I see value in a room, that's my target. That's like that dude is my target, not the girl. That right. dude. Like there's a dude who's a model promoter. There's a few of them, and I've been collecting these fools like fuckings, and just trying to see which one was gonna give me the olive branch to get in. And right. once I got that olive branch, I was like, now I'm kind of in. And that's another thing too. I'm going to fucking make, stay in. Make friends with guys who have girls. Like, 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 if you see one of these guys, make friends with him and add him, collect, get his numbers, get his social media. Yeah. And then have him introduce you to girls, you know? Yeah. 
Because there's some really cool guys that used to be weird that like have a heart that are like down to help. You see what I'm saying? Especially if he's like an older natural, like he's like in his 30s or something, and you're kind of a younger dude, he'll take you underneath his wing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a dude, there's a dude, um, he actually owns this event company that like, I, so, and I, I, I straight up, I can show you the text message. I was like, dude, I want you to mentor me. This fool has a pipeline of models that all love him. And like, they're like, we love him. He's amazing. And like, his wife is fucking hot. And he's got like this dope ass Maserati. Like, there, there's people that are listening to this that will know who I'm talking about. I, I just left a bit, like, left a meeting with him. Like, we threw, I threw an event with him before. And like, he gave me so much value. And because they would introduce girls to him, I got value with those girls. There's girls that go out with me now that didn't go out with me until I took them to that event. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. We had a 15 grand table that he gave me. So I add as much value to that man as I can. And I'm like, dude, like you're you're where I want to be in five to ten years. Like, can you mentor me? And like I have no shame about going, whatever I can do to help you, like with making your events for like, I just want to learn. I just want, can I like can I sit at your house? Like, like, and he just laughs and he goes, he's like, he's like, you know what, brother? He's like, I just you're a pleasure to be around. Like, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I am like, he is the sweetest man on the planet. He's the sweetest. He's an older gentleman. He's got kids. Like, his wife is fucking fire. And he is very wealthy. But guess who he knows? He knows every major nightclub operator in Los Angeles. He knows every major like promoter in like because he's been in this game for like years. And he used to go out heavily. He still goes out to these high, like, high class private events. He's connected with all the Maxim guys, knows all of them, knows all of them, goes to their parties, knows who the chapter members are. So who do you think I'm going to fucking align with? Him. Matt, what do you think you have access to now? Just because of being affiliated. Right. Right. And if I can think of a way to offer value to him through you... Then you can start building. You see how that? Do you see how? See how? Do you see? Like, do you see how social circle works? Yeah. You're friends with me. I'm friends with him. I got introduced through a mutual friend. That's how that whole click. Right. Right. So I guess that also gets onto figuring out what people want when you meet them. Find out what. Try. You're you're basically meeting people with the, sort of. You're looking to see what they're desiring and what they need exactly. that you can be that value bridge for them. Precisely. Because that's all you can do. Like, you can you can try a bunch of this other shit. You can try a bunch of this other shit to, like, get in with these people. But, like, a lot of the times it doesn't work. Like, because they just don't want to give you that compliance. They're like, why, why am I talking to you? Like, who do you know? Like, they're trying to understand, like, who are you? And it's and for for lack of a better term, I don't blame them for being kind of sketchy because usually when people have power, everyone rides their nuts. Right. Everybody's trying to get something from them. You're in like in a fucking fishbowl. For lack of a better term, you know what I mean? Right. Think about it as you were a billionaire. You expect everyone to be trying to take some shit from you. You don't expect people to be adding value to you. So, for one, just having the frame that you're not coming to ask for anything. Not at all. Uh, just, you're just genuinely just like shooting the shit, building comfort with them, and 
looking for ways to give them something or, yeah. or, or to provide some need that like that they can't meet themselves now that's going to be obviously difficult you know it, it's difficult to find because value is value see what, what value is is that it's it is um connected to that person make any sense like what's valuable is like what you can provide for that person. You have to find out what that person needs so then you can try to help to provide it. But like, that's it. You can't really do anything else besides just like, just keep sitting there and like, until you're able to really, until they allow you to get to know them to where they will open up to you to where you are able to find out what you can do for them. But before then, you're just kind of screwed. Right. Because there's, there's not a damn thing else that you can do besides just consistent mere exposure. 270 from this video damn she must be really hot wow that is going on snap the video i posted 270 people viewed that shit I, the most i've ever gotten was maybe like one oh shit just from your lives wow. damn that is nuts yikes all right, all right so let's let's start to wrap this up because we're coming on two hours here um again so, yeah. right yeah um Cool. So let's uh, let's kind of just just real quick cover some of the some of the basics. Basically, we are starting out with the goal of setting up your calendar, going out, building friendships and social circle, either adding people to yours or discovering other people's and trying to immerse yourself in them. So part of that would be talking to everybody and getting social media and connections through everybody so if you have a yeah. really good connection with somebody get everything get their snapchat get their instagram get their number get their texts get their like everything i guess if you if you're feeling like someone's cool you just get one of those things but like you, if you're not super tight you can you know you just find other insta maybe just add them because then at least you have something and down the line it might pop up the best part about social media is this um is that like with social media, the things that you can do are things like this. You Social media provides you like a, not an outlet, it provides you a, a like a holding system, like a yeah. fish tank, Yeah. for lack of a better term, that you can dump your fish in, and that your fish, like when you walk by the tank, they're just only viewing you. Right. Right. Does that make any sense? And it's also got a lot of long-term advantages. Maybe you don't connect with that person for six months, but then six months later, they see some cool posts and they reach out to you, or you yeah. you see something that you can. All of a sudden, you find something that you can offer value on. You just consistent. Then, you like legit just consistently, fucking um, showing cool shit. Right. Like, so that so that ties it back. So you're getting social media. You're getting numbers. You're building your friendships. You're collecting people. You've got a calendar of events to invite people to and to meet new people at. Yeah. So this is all building up. And I'd say if you're starting out, you don't need to be chasing tens right now. You're just trying to build more people so you've got some momentum. Yeah. So you're trying to get yourself pre-selection. You're trying to get yourself being a scarce resource. So it's probably a good thing to feel like, oh, God, I'm all over the map. People keep calling yeah. me. Like that. And that's probably a good place to be. When you get inside the venue, like when you're not scarce... Like, if you're not scarce and trying to, like, network and meet other people and, like, hang out with other cool people, then, like, you're, like, just hanging with that click and then you're kind of, like, screwed because you need to, like, get other olive branches. You need to be, like, you need to be showing value to the people that are in that click. 
So the, one of the ways to do that is by being very extroverted. And by, like, anyone that you're able to meet, you're just introducing them to other, like, cool people. If you know they're cool, you just introduce them. Right. When this is breaking the, uh, the difficult, constant pattern of yeah. a pickup artist, which is not you, just looking for the hot girl. You guys walk into the fucking bar, you grab a drink, and then the first thing you guys do is you go sit against the bar and you just sit back and you're like, like, literally, that's, like, all you do. It makes no sense. Like, you just stay with your own little clique. And, like, you're at the bar, you're looking around kind of creepily or whatever, you're feeling like you're approaching anxiety, you're holding that beer near your fucking chest, and then you're waiting until you get blasted drunk to go, like, start talking to people. And I'm not saying talking to girls, you just don't talk to people. You should be talking to fucking people. And this probably gets exponentially easier, because as you get better at adding people to your circle, and to opening and to talking to different people... You're also learning what people are constantly in night like like to talk about. You start learning. So, so you yeah. start adding to your vocabulary, mm-hmm. not just the slang, but also like yeah. the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And the stuff that they find valuable. Start so if you mention that you go to Poppy and you go to Nightingale and you go to those clubs. And you, you actually go to those venues. And you know people there. Yeah. Then you like You like should a, be able to walk up to the door at Poppy and like go to Parker and be like, yo, was yo, my G was good. And, like, do the half-bro fucking handshake that, like, usually they're these, that regular people are handing this nigga fucking $100 to walk past the door. That's if he'll let you fucking do that if you're, like, really good looking. If. Because Parker is notoriously, notoriously harsh at the door. I could go to Poppy right now and walk in by myself just because I know Parker. I've known Parker for years. But, like... He does the lilac too, right? Parker, yep. Yeah. Long hair dude? Yeah. That's Parker. And Parker, is, is Parker, is Parker, uh... Parker's not always the nicest. No, Parker's a dick, and not only to guys, to girls. To girls. I went with two girls that I thought were fucking gorgeous. He's and like, he nope. was like, maybe we could get you in and like, and maybe we could get you in. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> and yeah, you know what Parker means by that. He yeah. means they're not fire. Yeah. You know? So like, that's the that's the thing. Like, when you go to the, when you go to the door and he asks you, you by yourself, that basically means your squad is whack. If he knows you, and you go to the door, he's like, is it just you? That basically means that, like, who you're with, I'm not letting in. That's what that means. Mm. Like, that's why my style looks the way that it does. Because I need to look like these fools that go out in nightlife. I need to fucking, like... Okay, so let's... Just real quick, we'll wrap this up on talking about doors real quick, right? So let's say you wanted to go to, like, a poppy thing, right? Is the right approach for a guy who's just getting into this, right? Would it be to go by yourself first... And do whatever it takes to get Honestly, in the door. Honestly, I'm going to just tell you guys this. Don't even try going to some of these fucking venues unless you have, like, some MacGuffin or of a way in. Like, if you don't have, like, some rich friend or whatever who, like, is going to book, like, you, you you don't even have a fucking chance to help. Because, like, if you were to go to Poppy and you were to hit me up and you had a client, like, I would be sitting your client at a very specific table with very specific people so that you can get introduced to, like, a very specific person that would be able to help you to, like, further your progress. Be, and then you would literally just be having to chill because any of that game shit, I would like literally if you did it once and fucked up, like I would have to kick you out because you could never be invited again. Literally. He'd be like, who, who was that faggot? Like literally, right. that's how they talk. And you would be screwing it up for like everybody. So it would just be your best bet to like, you should go to some of these bars. Like I kind of don't want to even give this up the places that you can actually go and get in. There's places that you actually can get into but, without girls. So we won't, mention them by, we, won't, we won't mention them by name, but, like, there are pre-club restaurants that all the promoters and their girls go to. Yes. Um, and, and they're usually within there. a vicinity of the club. 
Yeah. So if you, I guess, I guess a good methodology. I haven't even done this myself. I'm just thinking about it now. But if there's a club I want to go to, like I actually haven't been near. You go near. You go. You go. But if I go, yep. if I go over there and I walk around the streets there mm-hmm. and I find some restaurants at maybe that are right seven, by eight p.m. People are probably going to be going to that restaurant, or either booking a table at that restaurant or something. Like certain restaurants, just you eating there alone is like a really fucking good place to meet ballers. Right. Like, there's some really good restaurants in the city that, like, ballers, like, are at. Like, I know, like, there's a dude who's texting me right now. There's a there's a restaurant he was at two or three nights before I booked him that is a trendy restaurant that a lot of ballers go to. And the, the a restaurant he's at tonight, because I'm asking if he wants to book his table, this dude alone, this connection alone right here, this dude gave me some valuable insight into, like, how to get a pipeline of really hot girls so I don't have to, like, go chasing girls. And he just, he was like, this is what like a lot of these like businesses do. And I was like, what the fuck? How'd you know that? He's like, yeah, I do that for my guys. And I'm like, bro, we got to hang. So like for him, like if like, if you think I'm going to go out tonight where I want to go, or do you think I'm going to go out and be like, yo, I'm going to come meet you guys at your fucking table. I'm going to come through or whatever and just take care of your clients and just add myself to the, whatever they're spending on their fucking table and just go kick it with them and just get lit with them because they, they, I got lit with them like when they booked before. And then they're going to book again tomorrow night. And they're going to book again Saturday. And they're going to book on Sunday. I'm trying to broker that friendship with these ballers. Because these fools know hot girls. And they and they, their clients like a very specific type of girls. And these fools make a fuckload of money. And they like to travel like all over the globe and shit. And like whenever they come to town. That's when they come to town. Like they fly in and out of like London and shit like that. And our, most of my commonalities with these fools is about hot girls and getting fucked up. Like belligerently fucked up, and I don't drink. These fools like literally took a whole fucking handle of like Belvedere and like shoved it in my fucking mouth. And we're like, bitch, guzzle. And I like like my mouth was full of Belvedere. I had to like turn around and spit the Belvedere in a fucking cup so I didn't get drunk. Because I had models at the table. That I did not want to start trying to go man to woman on. <laughs> yeah. Cause I got drunk and horny. You see what I'm saying? Like, she's not worth it to me. Like, fuck up my own shit. Right. All right, so I think we covered a lot of bases there, a lot of things, a lot of things to talk about. Shit, I think we can cover some other shit like another time or like tomorrow or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, yeah. like keep busting out shit. Yeah, while it's fresh to mind. We can we can structure these in the future to have a focus. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, all right. I guess uh, we'll talk to you guys in the forums and out in the field and and uh, I guess write questions you have and things you want to discuss and well, things you guys want us maybe to talk about and we could just kind of go from there because like. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring other people. Yeah, I might bring some girls to, to chime in on this who are cool yeah. and who are open to discussing some I want to bring I want to bring Kayla, Christina, because um, they're dope. Like, right. they're really they're really hot. They know what this shit is like. Or even Heather. Right. You've met Heather. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Heather really knows what this is like. She's only, like, 19. Yeah. And, like, she's hot. I, I remember with Heather, uh, we were in the car, and I was we were talking about her dress, and she was like, oh, yeah. This guy just bought it for me, and it was like a two thousand dollars. Like it was a custom fit two thousand dollar fucking dress. Yeah, and he was like, he was some dude from Dubai. He was willing to marry her and pay all of her bills. Yeah, she works as a server. It's yeah. a fucking server. And she was like nineteen, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. She was eighteen at that time. She just had her birthday recently. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's still like at nineteen represents like the target market demographic that you guys can't get. And what's funny is like there's nothing secret about gaming anymore. Like like all the hot girls already know what we're doing. 
I think it's just like they they tolerate like different levels of it. Like they do. I'm texting these uh, clients. <laughs> like that's the it's, it's true, it's, man. It's, but either way, I dig, we digress. We're like we're gonna we're gonna get yeah, like way too we're long. So down here. we're gonna end this. All right, guys. Like, hope you guys enjoyed the content. Look forward to like hearing in the comments what you guys think about this. Let me know. Reach out with questions. You guys have my uh, instant messenger and whatnot. I ain't giving y'all my phone number just in case y'all niggas be weird. <laughs> later. later, guys. What is up, guys? I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. You found it extremely viable. It gave you some major insights of what to do differently with your own game. That said. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys thought. You know, send me some clips of what your favorite parts were and where you guys got the most value of it. Again, your guys' feedback is my oxygen. I will be speaking in New York City on the 28th of this month with two other coaches from Lux Life. And we'll be covering killer tanks on how to close hotties. If you guys don't know, you can register at Eventbrite. The link to the tickets are below. Just click those tickets. You can go straight there and get them while supplies last. I do look forward to seeing you guys. I look forward to being able to give you guys some crazy tactics, share some stories with you guys, and really just kind of get to know you guys better because I love New York City. It's my favorite place to teach, my favorite place to do conferences as well as free tour. So I'll talk to you guys soon.